You are listening to Podcasting 101 with RSS.com. Getting you ready to launch and grow your podcast. Hey everyone, Ashley here with RSS.com Podcasting. On today's episode, I'm talking with Jared Easley, the co-founder of Podcast Movement. We'll be jamming on all things about the conference, community, and so much more. Enjoy the show. Well, Jared, I'm so excited you could be here on the show with us today. Can you do me a quick favor and tell me a little bit about what you do? Hi, my name is Jared. And I usually, when I tell people my name is Jared in the U.S., I'll tell them that it's Jared like the jewelry store. Um, I used to say Jared, like the subway guy and for people in the U S they'll get that. And it's, uh, you don't really tell that joke anymore. Um, and then my last name's easily, and I'll say it's easily to remember. And then most people will remember my name when I, when I say that. So Jared easily, I live in South Florida, but I'm originally from Alabama, but I've, I've kind of moved around. I was a rambling man for, for a little bit, jumped around and, uh, went to different places. I was in the military. I lived in Hawaii and some other, some other uh, spots that were fun and not so fun. And then, uh, yeah, my wife is originally from Fort Lauderdale. So when I moved to Florida in 2003, I was living in Orlando and she was a travel nurse and we met and, um, then we started dating, got married. And, and now I'm ultimately down here in Fort Lauderdale. I don't think, uh, when I was younger, I whatever would have imagined myself in South Florida, but, uh, absolutely love it. Now, uh, my daughter is happy to be near grandma and grandpa and, um, yeah, my wife loves it because she's from here and her family's here and her friends are here. And, uh, there's actually a lot of really awesome people and, and good things about this community down here. And it's very diverse. And so uh, from coming from Alabama and uh, then some of the experiences I had post-Alabama were, you know, military and things like that. It's kind of neat now to be in a, a place like Fort Lauderdale where it is so different. Um, that said, podcasting is a passion. And I absolutely love it. I started my show when I was in 2013, and that was just for fun. Uh, really no delusions of grandeur there. Um, just wanting to see, hey, can I create content? And what am I going to talk about? I don't know what that is. So I figured, let me just interview other people uh, so you can share their wisdom and their expertise, and that would bring value. Uh, so that's the route that I took and fell in love with it, made a lot of really amazing connections, got ideas for businesses. Uh, one of which is Podcast Movement, which is how we have met. And Podcast Movement is the world's largest conference for podcasting. It's also a media company. We we do newsletters and we have professional services and we have several other things that we do. But it's uh, just been an absolute blast. Um, in the podcast community back in, I'd probably say around 2013, 2014, you didn't see as much collaboration between niches. Um, so like a comedian wasn't really interacting with the business podcaster, for example, and you see a lot more of that now and, um, not to toot our horn, but I think podcast movement has kind of helped facilitate a lot of those types of collaborations with different niches and different podcasting genres. Uh, and because of that, we learn from each other and we get better ideas on, Hey, this person's trying this. Let's, uh, see what that's like in our space. And so you get some of that crossover and, uh, podcasting is just uh, continuing to grow and it's a, an exciting thing and anyone can do it and uh, just because anyone can do it doesn't mean it's uh, gonna uh, take off and and do amazing but uh i love the fact that it's democratized and anyone can do it and anyone can share their voice and if they're a little creative and they're they're kind of niched down they have some opportunity to 
to get noticed and do some good things. So that's uh, in a nutshell. I don't know if that really answered the question like you'd hoped, but that's that's my answer, and I'll stick with it for now. It did answer my question. Now, Bless okay, you. okay, so so podcast movement. It started as a company before it was a conference. Is that right? We. Uh, when I say we, I'm talking about Dan Franks, who is the president of the podcast movement, also my business partner, and myself. We were podcasters, lowly podcasters at that. And he had a show that I found that was entrepreneurial. It's called Entrepreneurial Showdown. And I just liked the show. I thought it was creative the way he did the show. And so I reached out to him. I, I knew he was in Dallas because I'd listened to the podcast. And I was going to be at a conference in Dallas. And I thought, hey, it'd be fun to try to do a podcast listener meetup. And he had a podcast. I had a podcast. So I reached out to him. He didn't know me at all. And I was like, hey, I'm Jared. I have this show. Uh, I listen to your show. I'm going to be in Dallas for this conference. I thought, hey, let's have a podcast meetup. And so we agreed, not even meeting each other. Hey, let's have a meetup. So we had a meetup. I think we had like 20 people come between his friends and some of my friends that live in Dallas Fort Worth. And um, that kind of created a, a connection and a friendship. And uh, that later evolved into uh, just, just being aware and, and uh, focusing on what were some of the pain points in podcasting, which we realized after a few months that there wasn't a place, a central place or a conference for podcasting. There was other events that had podcasting elements included, but it wasn't just exclusive to podcasting. And um, so we thought, hey, maybe that's something that we could start. And I laugh at that now because we had no experience in events. Uh, we had just uh, been interested in, in taking action and doing something. We were kind of the day job guys that were dreaming of maybe breaking away at some point. Um, maybe having our own business. And so we decided, hey, let's uh, let's try to do this conference. Well, we, we were not connected. <laughs> we didn't have an email list. We didn't have a number of the things that experts would say you need to start a successful event or ah, what do they know? successful business. <laughs> what do they and, know? Uh, we, we, were, we were just blinded by ambition. And, uh, hey, let, let's let's do this, you know. And I think if, if we knew now what we didn't know then, I, I don't know that we would have done it uh, because there was a lot of uh, challenges that came up as we started this process. But what we did, uh, given the circumstances, was we reached out to people that we knew were podcasters, uh, specifically in the business niche, uh, people that we had been friends with and, and maybe we'd had guests on our shows and that kind of thing and told them, hey, we think there's a need for a podcast conference. We want to try to coordinate one. Uh, we're going to do it in Dallas and we'd love for you to speak or we'd love for you to share it with your network and uh, support it. We're going to do a crowdfunding campaign because we don't have enough money to just chunk into something that's going to fail. And so that was our validation. We did a crowdfunding Kickstarter campaign and we decided, okay, if this campaign's successful, we'll pursue the event. And if it's not, then that's our turnaround and run, you know, notice. So we put out a crowdfunding campaign, just messaged a bunch of people that we knew, hey, we support this, we share it. We, I mean, we, we had no email list, we had nothing. We, we weren't even influential at all, not at all. I mean, we were brand new podcasters, not even a year maybe. And so we just said, hey, would, would you like to support this? And there, surprisingly, there was a number of people that raised their hands and said, yeah, we would. And um, I think the minimum amount we needed to, because um, we envisioned just a small uh, event, Maybe, you know, we were like, oh, what if we had 200 podcasters? Like, we, in, that, in our minds at that time, that was like massive. And uh, not, not that it isn't massive, it is, but um, that's what we thought was like, wow, well, this would be just over the top 
if we were able to get 200 people. And I think the minimum number we needed for that crowdfunding campaign was $10,000. So we, well, we put the campaign out there. We, we told our friends it went live. And then after the first day we had more than $10,000, which just blew my mind. I was like, I can't believe that. Uh, cause we're, we're not anybody special and we're not connected and we're not influential and we don't have an email list and you know, people are supporting this and it got the attention of a lot of people. They're like, who are these guys? Like, well, who are they to do this? Uh, there, there was, there was some interesting, uh, I won't call it opposition, but just, uh, people questioning our motives and our intent. And that was okay. Uh, because we weren't worried about that. We were just trying to put it together. So we ended up at the end of that month of that campaign. We raised uh, like over three times what we needed just to get the proof of concept. And from there, we sold tickets and sponsorships and just did our best to uh, put together a conference. And we ended up having 600 people that first year. That was in 2014. Now, so I, again, I thought 200 was a big deal. Uh, 600 was what we had. So it was like, whoa, <laughs> a big epiphany. Uh, but um, if you do events and you do them uh, in a quality uh, a, a high quality way um you realize quickly that you um that a certain amount of money is is just needed to to produce an event and so we had enough money to produce it but we didn't really make anything and um that was deflating slightly because there was a lot of work that went into it but at the same time we realized now there's there's proof of concept here so we didn't get discouraged by that um, we just continued to keep at it and we were working our day jobs and, uh, four years later <laughs> of working for free, uh, we finally had enough money to say, okay, let's, let's go all in. Let's, let's be full time. And so we got a, enough money to pay ourselves, I think for six months. And they're like, if we can't do this in six months, if we can't just be fully focused on it and do this in six months, then it's probably time to, to hang it up or, you know, try something else. So we, uh, after four years of not making any money and doing the event and growing gradually and us putting any money that was made back into the event, uh, we finally went full time and now there's been no looking back since. Even with COVID, we never had to lay anyone off, uh, which we're thankful for that. Uh, we had to pivot, of course, had to make some adjustments to the business, which was positive and a good thing. But yeah, now we're in a position, 2022, where um, Podcast Movement is, a, is considered an industry conference. You have uh, the people from Apple and Spotify and iHeart and uh, just all the all the big um, organizations that um, you would think of when you think of podcasting are, are typically uh, represented or they're they're attending, and so it's it's really neat to see how something you know was just an idea and now it's uh, a thing that's become uh, more of a big deal and and just an opportunity for a lot of podcasters whether they're independent or whether they're people that have been in the industry for a long time or, or they're veteran podcasters to come together and just learn from each other. And, um, yeah, so we've got two events this year. We've got one in LA in, in March. Um, that one's called evolutions. And then we have another one in Dallas that's in August. That's our big one. And we're really excited. And, uh, yeah, COVID was a curveball for everybody. And, uh, we hope that it'll be safe and, and continue to have some safety protocols in place and just do our best to deliver uh, a really high quality event. And uh, so that's what we're prepping for now and, and looking forward to. I think uh, one of the things that you said that kind of struck me is you said that if you had known what you were going to face, the obstacles you were going to face, you might not have actually gone through with it. I think that kind of speaks to the whole ignorance is bliss, bliss thing. But at the same time, though, it, it feels like to me that one of the reasons why, you know, you were able to fund it so quickly 
is at the time, like you said, you know, just a couple of different conferences were kind of having tracks on the idea of podcasting. You know, it was at New Media Expo. It was mentioned at Blogger, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Blogger Conference and things like that. But there wasn't truly a space for people who are sitting at home alone talking to their microphones (laughs) to come out and, and get together. Um, so tell me a little bit about those first conversations, like those first, you know, let's do a conference. What was that like? You and Dan, you're just spitballing with each other. Like how in the world did you decide it would be an actual conference rather than just another meetup? Uh, sure. We had attended New Media Expo, which you mentioned, and we had met a lot of people that were interested in podcasting and podcasting was a very redheaded stepchild, small corner piece of that event. Uh, but the number of attendees that were at that event um, largely were interested in podcasting. And and that struck me as, okay, here's people saying, why isn't there a podcast conference? And when you hear that multiple times, like, okay, I thought that too. Uh, that, that to me was an undeniable sign that there needed to be one, whether it should have been Dan and I to start or, you know, is irrelevant. We, we knew there should be one. Uh, we just kind of uh, blindly jumped in and said, okay, let's, let's go for it. And Um, That was a learning process to say the least, but we thought through uh, as good as we could, you know, we decided on Dallas for the first year. And uh, one of the reasons we picked that is because that, that is a one-way flight for most U S cities in North America. And so Dallas seemed to be central. It seemed to be uh, an easy place. There's kind of two major airports there. There's Dallas, Fort Worth, and there's Love Field. And so that's what we went with. And, um, like, and, and then there was uh, connections that we had from the podcast. Like we'd interviewed people that had started other conferences and other niches. And we had conversations with those folks. We had a rapport with them, a friendship with them, where we could say, hey, if you were to start all over, um, knowing what you know now, what would you do? What would you avoid? So we got some really good advice uh, for people that were just very generous and gracious with their time. They didn't charge us consulting fees. They were just friendly to us, and which I, which I look back now and I realized, man, that was a gift. And we've certainly tried to pay that forward over the years. Um, but it is interesting now that <laughs> you're several years uh, down the road and there's, there are uh, a number of podcast conferences now. And it's funny because all all the people that have gone off and started these podcast conferences are people that have come to podcast movement. <laughs> and <laughs> we just got to laugh at that. It's like, they're like, hey, I could do this. And, and then they go off and, and do their own version of it. So it's just creating more uh, podcast conference opportunities, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Uh, but podcast movement kind of was the first one, uh, really to be inserted in that spot. And, and so I don't, um, you know, we don't necessarily look at these other events as, as bad or competition or anything like that. We're, we're pretty established at this point, but uh, it is fun to see how, um, podcast movement has, has added impact, not just in podcasting, but also in events, uh, for podcasting as well. So, yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, a lot's happened. So. It's truly become a movement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is uh, that why you chose? To uh, so, call so, it? Some say that, some don't. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, the, the name movement, I've always loved that name. Uh, I remember in high school, there was a band. I grew up in Alabama. I grew up in the South, and there was a band called Far South Movement. And I always thought that was a cool name. And then um, when talking to Dan about names for the event, there were so many names that were just played out. And we're like, oh, we don't like that. That's cheesy. And, uh, we both, uh, this is an interesting fact. Not many people know about us, but Dan, and I both, uh, I grew up wrestling fans. Uh, Dan was actually once a professional wrestler, uh, by the way, and we loved wrestling. And at the time there's a wrestler, um, named Daniel Bryant 
who was doing this this yes chant and he would get in the ring and he would just uh, raise his hands and, and the crowd would just go crazy they'd say yes 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 and uh, i guess wwe coined that the yes movement and um we were having a conversation one day and we started talking about that and then it was like hey we should call it podcast movement and then <laughs> we we're like yeah that's that's it that's the name so with that, that i wish there was a better story of how we came up with it but that's how we came up with it so I actually love um, that story, though. That's fantastic. But, uh, it, nobody was using that name in the marketing business space um, prior. And it is amazing how since then you see all these different names that popped up that are movement, movement, movement. It's like, oh, okay. I'm not, I'm not saying they got that from us, but it, it is interesting that there was, that wasn't out there before. We were like the only ones. And now, you know, you see a lot more. Well, I mean, <laughs> so, once people see something's actually working, why not go for yeah. it, right? Now, oh yeah, we we've we've copied some stuff. Believe me, <laughs> uh, but always put your own spin on it, of course. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's the key from just blatantly stealing and then you know attempting to be creative. Okay, you see something that's uh, fun and and that's uh, memorable at one event, and you're like, hey, let's let's try to you know maybe create our own uh, rendition of that. And and um, yeah, that that really is one of the big ways the event has evolved over the years. Another one is getting feedback from people right after the event. We we put out surveys and people share their ideas, and then you take them in and kind of um, filter the ones that are, <laughs> you know, not helpful and the ones that are, uh, and then you kind of come up with new strategies for the next event. And that's that served us well because there are things that people mention and are like, "Hey, I didn't think of that. That's that's a good one." So yeah, and I actually like the fact the that you ask, yeah. I, I like that you ask for the feedback. The fact that you actually genuinely care what your attendees say, that really speaks to, you know, the fact that you guys aren't just in it. I mean, obviously, if you were waiting four years before you actually took come some money, clearly it wasn't the money that mm. was important to you. It was the fact that you actually wanted to provide a service that was of value. And so just the fact that you guys keep showing that you genuinely care. I mean, you guys actually answer your emails, you respond to tweets, you you um, have an amazing Facebook community. Oh my God. I mean, grant you, there are some things that, you know, you yeah. can tell that people are only joining the the group because they're trying to promote themselves. But Yeah, just, we try to filter that, but it's hard. <laughs> yeah, but just like yeah. the fact that you guys put community above all, it, it becomes paramount just it, it actually shows and it, it it's one of the reasons that it's one of my favorite conferences I've ever attended and I want to attend every single one that I possibly can. Now, I'm curious though, you said- Can that I stop you for a second? I'm sorry. Absolutely. You, you just said something that I think, I, I, this is really important. I want I want people to get this. Um, you said that you're talking about community and that was a big conversation that we had in the beginning was community. How do you really create community? And we had seen a lot of examples in, um, conferences and, and and different things where people were like only promoting their own interest or their or their own ego or their own you know brand and we determined and i, and I don't say this to to brag or um to pretend like we're better than anyone else because that's not, we, we certainly don't feel that way but we decided that hey um it it, it we're not going to be the guys that post our face all over the banners all over the ads, all over the the podcast movement logos. And we're not going to be the guys that take the keynote stage and take up that valuable time slot just for our own ego. Um, we're going to let the community be the stars. 
And that's a decision that I have never regretted. I think that has been such a good move um, for a number of reasons. I think people came in and, and they saw all these other events where there's a face and, and I'm not, I'm not knocking that, but we realized, Hey, that's not going to be best for what we want to accomplish. And what it has accomplished, I think is a lot of goodwill. I think there's a lot of trust that was developed because people said, here's these guys that are running this, but they're not trying to promote themselves. They're actually, maybe they really are trying to promote genuine community. And, and because of that, I think that's one of the things that has helped podcast movement to grow and to become what it has is is a trust uh, uh, people just knew okay this isn't an event where somebody's just trying to say look at me look at me this is this is an event where you know it really is about the community and it's it's uh run by people that actually care for the community and 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 so i'm really thankful that we made that choice and i'm glad that we've stuck with that over the years and i know that has served us well and, and it's actually created the result that what some people would want from the beginning hey i want to be noticed i want to be seen um, I want to look like I have this big, you know, following or whatever. Uh, that is never our, our intent or goal, but it is uh, when you start to to have something that works and, and is taking off and is doing well and flourishing, people will ask that question, well, who's behind this? Who's doing this? And they ask that question and then, and then your name does come up right or wrong. Uh, people find out about who you are or what you're doing, even though you're not necessarily trying to say, uh, please, please, please notice me. If does that, if that makes sense. Um, it actually so. does. It, it yeah, makes so, so sense. Yeah. That's my that's my encouragement to people listening to this today who are who are wanting community or wanting to create community is um, if you can do it in a way that that isn't so focused on yourself and and really makes other people the the hero. I think that just is is genuine. I think people really resonate with that. I don't think there's a wrong way to do it, but I think that has been uh, something that we've done that's worked well. It's definitely what drew me to to podcast mm -hmm. movement because I remember you know back when I was first researching about how to start a podcast and I was looking into a lot of things, um, I came across you. I don't remember how I came across you, but, um, I but feel then like I was, I were you an apology. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't remember how I came across you, but, um, but I was yeah. like, well, does, does he actually work with the company? Like, what does he do with the company? And I was like trying to ask you and you're like, oh yeah, I work with the company. And it's like, no, you co-founded it. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> and you just, the way that you and Dan were so, humble about it and so not look at me look at me it made me love the community that much more like so it definitely everything that you just said spot on like i love the fact that you guys didn't make it an ego you know thing where oh we're just going to get on the stage and we're going to be the stars i love the fact that you make the podcasters of your community the star although let's be honest you guys could be the stars as well <laughs> well whether that's true or not um we have i think we've earned a lot of trust because we haven't taken that path and i wouldn't re i wouldn't do it any other way now i i i really believe that was the, the right call and um any relationships that have been gained from it i think have been gained uh for you know a good uh a good foundation a good reason you know people just say okay i i believe that this person's not you know trying to be sneaky and, and trying to just you know sell me something for their own um, business or vanity or whatever. I, I really think, um, there's a, yeah, there's just a trust, uh, that, that people will develop because of that. And, uh, we've heard it uh, from a lot of people and, and the events kind of speak for themselves. If you attend one, you'll see, I mean, the community is really awesome and generous and collaborative synergistic mindset. Uh, you got a few, you know, people that may not be that way, but for the most part, that's how it is. And that's kind of the culture we were hoping to 
foster and, and it kind of just has grown, uh, not because we're great people, but just because uh, we threw the party and, and tried to make sure those were the guests that were coming. <laughs> well, speaking of the events, yeah. uh, the events themselves, when was it um, that you started having evolutions and why did it go from just Podcast Movement, the conference, to Podcast Movement now having two separate events? Uh, that's a good one. Uh, there was a few reasons. One, uh, trying to expand a little bit, but within reason. Um, so from a business standpoint, it makes sense if you can do another event, that's good for business. Um, but another reason was we, at the time, a lot of our events, uh, the, the major events, the podcast movement events were more uh, central or East Coast. And we'd only done one podcast movement on the West Coast. That was in Anaheim. And um, there's a number of amazing podcasters that are in California and on the West Coast. And, um, you know, they're not always uh, able to or willing, uh, especially when, when COVID wasn't a thing, to be able to travel to the East Coast. and uh, we thought, well, it's going to make sense to try to do something that's uh, in California that um, allows West Coast folks, if they want to, to have something a little bit closer to them. And then uh, there's a lot of industry uh, podcast people in the, the L.A. area, and we wanted to have um, some more uh, content and some more opportunities for those folks. And so Evolutions was developed uh, with all that in mind. And uh, so now it's a smaller event. It's not as large as the the big one in the summertime, but it's it's still a pretty good size event. We've only done one, but um, I believe we had like over two thousand at that first one. And I'm not sure what we'll end up having at this one, but you know we, we're getting registrations and people are excited about coming. They're they're coming, you know, from other countries, even you know, and despite uh, what's going on in the world right now. So we're really thrilled about that, and we'll have a number of safety protocols in place and. Uh, just make sure we're uh, sticking to the rules as much as possible, and we'll we'll create a, a really exciting event. Um, but we had uh, we were able to do the Nashville event this past summer, and despite of you know the pandemic and things, and and it was it was well attended and it was great, and we had a blast. And so we're just going to keep doing it as long as we can, and and uh, <laughs> you know we're having fun doing it, and it's a it's it's a blast it's anyone that it comes to the event you, you've been yourself you know it's you, you come away just encouraged and um even if you even if you don't podcast you, you'll be like i should start a podcast or you'll be like hey i i, I got asked to be on podcasts <laughs> i've had a friend who came that wasn't a podcaster they just wanted to see what the event was like they i think they left the event getting asked to be on a couple of podcasts <laughs> to be like a guest on a podcast which i thought was pretty cool uh, so uh, yeah, it's just a really generous community. It's 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 a fun town. Yeah, it is. It is a very generous community. And uh, you know, whenever I attended my first one in 2019, I didn't have a podcast, but I was hell bent on starting one. As soon as mm -hmm. I left that event, I was I was so ready to start. And then I did actually launch it. Um, I launched it in the middle of the pandemic on April Fool's Day, and I did that so that if it was <laughs> awful, I could you know say it was a joke. <laughs> That's a true story. Well, I'm glad it didn't stop. That's good. Yeah, yeah, I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. Um, so <laughs> now, since you do have two events and, and you kind of made it sound like the Evolutions is more for industry pros, um, who should attend your Not events? necessarily, but, but yeah. I, well, okay, then, so good, it, then speak to that. Let, let, yeah, let's jam on that for a minute. I think uh, the events themselves are for anyone that podcasts uh, or anyone that's in the industry, and that's regardless of which one you go to. I, I do think there's there's more uh, there are, there is some more content focused toward the industry stuff and evolutions. Um, that said, we we kind of uh, differentiated the two events where um, podcast movement is kind of choose your own adventure. It's a um, a number of tracks that are on a number of topics. 
And you can kind of say, okay, this, this particular session, I want to go and learn something about marketing. And this next session, I want to learn something about monetization. And, and you know, there, there's just all these different categories. And then uh, the Evolutions event is um, actually you buy a ticket based on your, your experience level. So if you're a new podcaster, there's a new a content, a new podcaster ticket uh, where all of the sessions in that ticket are specific to where you are in podcasting for that moment. And then there's a, you know, an industry pass, people that are more the industry folks. And then uh, there's a professional podcast. There's people that are, you know, uh, they're not, they're not the rookies, they're the veterans. Uh, so it's content more tailored for those people. So that's, that's one of the ways we've differentiated the events and um, you know, and I'm sure we'll continue to uh, adjust and evolve, but that's the way it is set up right now. But anybody that's interested in podcasting, interested uh, or has a podcast or their business is thinking about starting a podcast or i mean it's 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 a little bit of everybody uh, so it's the hobbyist it's the veteran it's the the person that works in the, the industry space uh it's people that are just intrigued uh, we've had people that show up and they're not podcasters at all and then they are authors of a book or something like that. And they're like, I'm just here because of, I want to meet podcasters because I want to be on podcast. <laughs> so we've had people attend the event for that. Uh, and, and that's worked uh, way better than any uh, PR agency that they've hired. They've, they've walked away with like dozens of interviews just from paying for uh, a ticket to go to the event. <laughs> so they just met people and told them what they're up to. And then, hey, I'd love to have you on my show. So well, it's, it's, it's so much of that. It's yeah, it really is. The networking is, is, is really, really great. And it's, it's not, um, it's not the same old person. Every, everybody's different. Everybody's got a different story and, and a different background and a different, uh, there are people from everywhere and, and it's beautiful. It's really cool. It's diverse and, yes. and in, a, in a very wonderful way. Um, I've not been to many things where you would see, uh, you know, these, these people that, uh, culturally may not, uh, get along, um, all of a sudden be excited to, to talk to each other about something like podcasting. Podcasting does that though. Like the, the, the person who's, um, you know, Jewish will be hanging out with the, the, the Arabic person or whatever. It's like, you know, not that that's not, not completely normal, but, but you know what I mean? Like these are just examples of people that might, uh, someone who's a Christian might be talking with the, the person who's LGBTQ that, that is really, uh, you know, not, not grown up in, in the Bible bill and all that, you know, you've got these just different types of people that are interacting and it's not a, a political thing. It's not a, you know, it's not a, um, you know, how do I want up, how do I want up you or how do I try to conform you to my mindset or it's nothing like that. Like people are just excited about learning about podcasting and sharing what they're doing. And, um, for the most part, you walk away from the event, just really energized and, and encouraged and, and almost like, Hey, humanity doesn't completely, is not completely terrible. <laughs> you know, there's some really gracious and good people out there and, and from all different types of backgrounds. I love that about podcasting. So. Oh, absolutely. And I think one of the big yeah. reasons that, that so many different, you know, niches and cultures and all of that mm -hmm. can come together is we all want to be heard. We all want our message to be heard. And the fact that podcasting, I mean, you said at the, at the beginning of our interview that it was, you know, very democratized. I think that's so true that, you know, what makes it such a movement is that anybody from any background can just get on their microphone and share a message. And, you know, one of the things you also said at the beginning of our, of our chat was that, uh, you know, it's interesting to see people collaborating from all these different niches. And I think it's because at the heart of it, we're all seeing that 
even if we are having different interests or different businesses or different whatever, there is something we do have in common. And there is something that we can share that gives someone our story. And I think it's beautiful. <laughs> oh, I, I'm with you hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's our Miss exciting. America moment. <laughs> it's our Miss America moment. But, uh, but yeah. one of the things you said that also struck me was that, you know, you have non-podcasters coming to, to try to get podcast guesting opportunities. And I think it's really interesting because they're saying, you know, the, the industry experts, if you will, you know, everybody's saying that podcast guesting is the new guest blogging. It's, you know, it's uh -huh. what you got to do because like you said, why would you want to spend all this money on a PR agency whenever you can just get on a bunch of podcasts? <laughs> well, I'm not saying people shouldn't support PR agencies, but, <laughs> but I, I, I've seen it firsthand. People that uh, have come to the event and purposely uh, wanted to interact with podcasters and potentially get on shows and they've, they've walked away with just dozens, uh, literally dozens of, of uh, podcasts that are now uh, scheduled for the next few months. And they'd be like, man, this is, you know, this is the best investment I've ever made. It really is. And it's just such <laughs> and a fantastic. It's wild. Yeah. And, 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 and there was a lady, um, uh, I won't name her. She, she had talked about how coming to our event the next year, she could point back to our event and show how it made her like probably $250,000 in revenue and, and her business. And it, it's not a business conference. Um, but people that have businesses because of the networking and the, the different opportunities that come, she, she was and ended up being on a number of shows that promoted her. And then she ended up seeing a lot of growth in her business. And she attributed that because of the connections she made at the event. Um, that's not going to happen for everybody. I'm sure everybody's different and everybody's, uh, work ethic is different. And, uh, but, but just hearing stories like that is like, that's pretty amazing. That, that, that's, you know, I, I would have never anticipated that's something that would be, be happening from podcast movement. Um, people being, uh, connecting with someone that like they looked up to and then being a guest on their show. We have stories like that. Um, one of my favorite stories, this is good. There's a lady who does bird watching and <laughs> she does a podcast about bird watching and she's reputable in that space. And I'd asked her at one of our events, uh, what, which session was, you know, beneficial to you. And I, I just assumed she'd mentioned a keynote or uh, just something that was obvious. And she's like, oh, that's easy. The, the wrestling guys. And I, I kind of laughed for a minute thinking, oh, here's a bird watcher lady going to a session that guys, uh, <laughs> the wrestling podcasts are teaching. <laughs> that made me laugh. And, um, she's like, oh yeah, I love the way they, you know, they, um, engage with their audience. I love the way they uh, come up with, uh, monetization opportunities and live podcasts and, uh, Patreon support and, and just she rattled off this list. She's like, I'm going to try to, you know, borrow a bunch of the things that they're doing to apply to what I'm doing in the bird watching space. So that's what I was talking about, you know, where you, you know, these different circles overlap and they learn from each other. And, um, so that, that to me is hysterical, but it's just a good example of, uh, something that, that maybe you wouldn't expect that happens. Um, I, I want to, I, I got to tell one more. Uh, and and it's wrestling related, so it's still kind of in context. I know I met this guy named Scotty, and Scotty, this was actually a couple of years ago. And you know, when people are at a podcast conference, if they don't have a podcast, they're talking about what they're thinking about doing as a potential podcast. And that's what that, that's Scotty. That's what uh, where he was at at that time. And he was telling me, "Hey, I'm going to start a podcast where I'm going to make up this fake wrestling organization in my head, and then I'm just going to, you know, each episode I'm going to talk about the storylines of the these fake wrestlers, and then." 
um, I'm going to use this video game simulation <laughs> of creating these custom wrestlers and then have them simulate wrestling each other. And that's how I'm going to like, you know, figure out the matches and who wins. And hey, I remember him telling me all this stuff. I was just like, that's, that's a lot. I was like, that's, that's good for you, buddy. <laughs> you know, like, good luck with that. And, um, and thinking in my head, like that may or may not work. Um, well, I ran into him this last year and, I was like, Scotty, how you doing? I was a wrestling podcast. He's like, man, you wouldn't believe it. I've quit my day job. I'm doing it full time now. I was like, wait a minute. The the wrestling one, the, the made up one, like the, the, the video game simulations. He's like, yeah, man, I've been doing it for a couple of years and I, I got enough people supporting me now on Patreon and I've quit my day job. And <laughs> I'm doing this full time. <laughs> and I, was, I just cracked up. I was like, I would have never, ever given this guy the chance of being a, a full-time podcaster, a full-time professional podcaster based on that idea, but it worked. Uh, he, he was creative. He, uh, figured it out and, uh, you know, I know that won't be true for everybody, but man, if you can do that, you know, the, I think the sky's the limit. So, uh, I love that story. It's one of my favorites. There, there's several others, but I'll, I'll stop there. That is fantastic. I like to hear things like that too, because so random, right? Yes. And, and the yeah. randomness is what I love yeah. about it though. Cause I mean, I've seen podcasts on every subject, but that, yeah. I mean, like you said, the sky's the <laughs> limit. That's fantastic. Yeah. So Good for you. I have to ask you though, and, and mm -hmm. you may not even want to speak to this, but I'm just curious, what do you see as the future of podcasting? Well, I mean, let's just be realistic. I think you're going to see more of the bigger fish get involved bigger organizations, bigger celebrities. Um, there's, there, that's, I think it'll be a trend. I don't see it as a bad thing. Um, those people are going to probably get more attention just because they already have attention because they already have massive platforms and things like that. Uh, but for the people who are creative, for the people who are niche and the people who are willing to, to take this seriously and run with it, I still think those people have as good a chance as anyone. Uh, so podcasting will continue to see new opportunities and technology. We'll see new innovations, new opportunities to engage with audience live, uh, live streaming will uh, be even more, uh, relevant than it is now. I, I, I see a number of ways that podcasting can continue to develop. And I think that it will, uh, the haves will continue to have, and the have nots, uh, may continue to, to kind of linger a little bit, but, but for those that are niche and those that are focused and, and really creative, I think you're, the sky's the limit. The opportunity is absolutely there. It can happen. It's not too late to start a podcast. Um, you know, the wagon hasn't left. The train hasn't left. You can still start a podcast and still have success. It takes work and it takes creativity. And I do think uh, being in a very specific ditch is a, is a good thing uh, that will likely help you. So I, I think that's the future. I think we'll, we'll, we'll just see more opportunities for uh, these big fish and then we'll see uh, people continue to step up and be creative and, and have fun ways to do shows and new ideas and innovative ways of presenting themselves and, and then uh, they'll get on the radar too. So I, I think it's it's open, wide open. Anybody could do it. So why not? And you don't need a massive audience depending on what your goals are. Uh, if you're just trying to help key people, you know, you just start sharing what's on your mind and what's on your heart and uh, you, you'd be surprised. I, I've gotten emails from my podcast. My podcast is not a professional podcast. It's one I do for fun that I've been doing for several years. And 
I gotten emails from people in other countries. Like a guy was telling me I was on a, you know, they were on an eight hour road trip listening to my podcast. And I, <laughs> I kind of chuckled at that. I was like, I, my, sometimes my wife won't even listen to me for eight minutes. I was like, how, how did you listen to my podcast for eight hours? Uh, but you know, those things happen. So I encourage people that are on the fence or thinking about it, you know, it's really not that brutal to start a podcast and there's plenty of tutorials that are free out there and you don't even need to spend a lot of money on equipment. You can almost do everything from a mobile device if that's what you want. And, um, if, if you got something on your mind or something on your heart that you want to talk about, something that you love, you're passionate about, give it a try. You know, you don't have anything to lose. Go ahead and test it out. I, I'd say if you are going to test it out, maybe consider the Netflix seasonal approach. Maybe just say, hey, I'm going to do eight episodes. Or I'm going to do 10 episodes. And then I'm just going to kind of evaluate and we'll see what people say and see what kind of feedback I get and then test it that way instead of saying, hey, I'm going to just do this ongoing show for forever because uh, that can burn you out. Uh, so I'd say maybe just start with a few episodes and, and then try to get some feedback. And then if you decide to do some more episodes, you'll have an idea of what you need to change and what you need to adjust. And uh, Or you may realize, hey, okay, that topic is not the one I want to keep doing. And so you can uh, change it up. You can say April Fool's, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then that's exactly how I started is I, I yeah. committed to 10. I committed to 10. And uh, Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah. Yep. So, all right. So I got to ask you one last question. I ask everybody before I let them go. What is one mm. question I didn't ask you really wish I had? Ooh. <laughs> oh, my God. And by the way, you can blame Same on me for, not for being this more, question. More, uh, okay. So what's the question that you didn't ask that you should have? Um, <laughs> man, there's so many questions that you could have asked that you didn't. Um, I love random things i love uh like right now i'm passionate about being a referee um uh, i i did referee i did referee for american football for high school and middle school this past fall for the first time ever and i loved it it was, it was so much fun it was something that was way out of my comfort zone uh but i got involved i started doing it i loved it um so I'm always kind of looking for random things to kind of to mess with and have fun with that's one of them another one is uh is I help out and volunteer at the animal care uh, shelter here locally and uh, just walk the dogs, you know, the, the old dogs that nobody wants to, you know, take home. So I, I go and hang out with the old dogs and walk them, <laughs> you know, so I do that. That's fun. Um, yeah, just in the random little things. Vending, vending interests me right now. I'm into vending machines. I, I'm, I'm fascinated. I, I actually own a couple of vending machines. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I can't believe how many different vending machines there are. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I bought a couple of vending machines, and so I've been playing with those just for fun. And and uh, yeah, it's an idea that I thought, hey, I want to teach my daughter some business principles. She's young; she's eleven. And is uh, it candy and soda, or is it something? Yeah, yeah, it's just exciting. snacks and stuff. Okay. Because uh, I so saw one in, in an airport the other day. They were selling iPhones in a vending machine. I'm like, what? Now that's a that's a vending machine I should get. Uh, I, I saw one um, on Instagram. Is like in maybe in Japan where they sold like cake in a can, and <laughs> you drop the can down. It's got a little plastic span. You peel the top off, and you're eating cake out of a can. Oh yeah, they have a whole they have a whole street. <laughs> they have a whole street dedicated to vending machines. <laughs> There's a YouTube video on it. I should send it to you. Oh, I love it. Anyway, yeah. yeah so, so vending interests me. There, there's so many things that interest me. So, um, I love really interesting shows on Netflix and and streaming channels apps. Uh, so, if you ever find that show that you just love, um, you know, tweet me or message me and tell me because I'm always looking for good. Well, shows speaking to of check tweeting, out. where so, can we find you online? 
Uh, Jared Easley is my personal Twitter. Of course, if you're wanting uh, podcast movement stuff, that's at podcast movement. And that uh, is a much more active channel than my Twitter, my personal Twitter. But uh, yeah, you can always reach out to me, uh, Jared at podcastmovement.com via email or or we can connect on Twitter, Instagram, uh, any of those places. So yeah, it would be uh, or LinkedIn too. I love LinkedIn. Well, and if you're lucky enough to be a Facebook friend, you'll get to see some of Jared's dad. And I'm on, <laughs> yeah, I'm on Facebook. <laughs> I'm a little more picky with who I'm friends with on, yeah. on Facebook. Uh, and I think it's because I tell really bad dad jokes. I love your dad jokes. They there are some nice. that can, yeah, there are some that can, you know, process them. And then there are some, I sent my brother an email. This is a true story. I sent, I sent him an email this past week with a bunch of, just probably like 12 really terrible bad jokes, uh, dad jokes. Not, not bad, but just dad cheesy jokes. And he wrote me back and he was just like, man, like, don't ever do that again. <laughs> like, and I was just cracking up. And I'm, I'm laughing more at his response than, than anything. Um, but uh, yeah, my, my friend, unfortunately, uh, John Kenny is, is no longer with us. But John was a guest on my show a long time ago. And uh, John um, said to me one time, he, he said, uh, tell bad jokes. And I was like, why? They're bad jokes, you know. And he's like, people people laugh at bad jokes. They, they say they hate them. They may groan, but really deep down. You know, people appreciate bad jokes. So every now and then, you know, there's a lot of challenges in this life. There's there's the the pandemic. There's uh, political challenges. There's there's you know all these you know differences of perspective and and, and opinion. And it's so nice sometimes to just go on a, a social media channel and and read a bad joke, <laughs> read, read a dad joke. So that's that's I think the goal there is just try to make somebody laugh and kind of forget about all the craziness for a moment and. Yeah, move on. Well, this was definitely an interesting uh, interview. I, I kind of saw it going one way. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to end the way we did, but I, I have loved everything. Yeah, I, I, I feel like we should just start over now. <laughs> <laughs> but bless your heart. Yeah, that's what they say in Kentucky. Bless yeah. your heart. Yeah. In, the, in, the, in the good way. In a good way, yes. Yeah. Well, um, I just I want to thank you again so much for your time and, and for all of the Awesome stories that you shared. I mean, everything you mm. shared was was just it kind of lights me up and makes me very excited for podcast movement. I will be attending virtually, but we oh, do yay. have team members from RSS that will be there live. So well, I look forward to meeting about them. that. Yes. So thank you for your time. Absolutely. I'm grateful and I hope people will continue to check out the show. Yes, and I hope people will continue podcasting. Yes, what are you waiting as for? Just launch already. <laughs> yes. If you got questions, message me or or keep listening to this show. You'll you'll figure it out. You'll get there. Well, my fellow podcasters, I hope you enjoyed all the amazing insights that Jared had to share about starting a conference and starting a podcast. To learn more about starting and growing your own show, visit us at rss.com backslash blog. And you can start for free at rss.com. Get your first episode on us. Thanks for tuning in.